0: Hey everyone, it's Allie. The episode you are about to listen to is full of our funny opinions on things we think Disney either gets wrong or could do a little bit better. Since recording this episode disney hosted its annual d23 convention and they made so many announcements about new things that are on the horizon included in those are some of the things that we mention right here on this episode we were so excited to hear that some of our ideas are ideas that disney also agreed with and we can't wait to see if you know which things we got right no stop it there'd be like ooh, burn
1: the whole little cars area are you joking me
0: i love that you said this because yeah i'll be honest it wasn't that great
2: hey y'all it's LJ here owner and founder of smart moms plan disney and smart moms travel we are so glad you're here for another episode of the smart moms plan disney podcast now here's your host allie Hey,
0: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Allie. Today, I am joined by Becky and Carla. Hey, ladies. Hi, there. Hi, hi. The three of us are very excited. Here on the show, we have been working our way right on through the seven dwarves. And just talking about different ways that your Disney trip can level up, change, or be made a little bit better for you and your family. Today, we have made it all the way to the grumpiest episode of them all. And we are really looking forward to some grumpy takes, picking some bones with Disney, and talking about some things that we consider to be missed opportunities when it comes to Walt Disney World obviously the three of us love nearly everything about a Walt Disney World vacation. We do it all the time. We talk about it all the time, but we all agree that there are some things that maybe could just be approached a little differently or made a little better. And I can't wait to share my list. I can't wait to hear what's on y'all's list. And I'm actually really nervous that it's gonna be hard to cut this list down to seven.
2: I agree because I know that all seven, actually, I still have eight on my list, and all eight of them are worthy of being on this list.
0: But maybe not once you hear all of mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we shall see. We shall see.
1: I was going to say if anybody can finagle uh, a list from like eight down to
2: seven, it's us. I think Allie could bring a list of 15 down to seven. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, I, trust in, I trust in this process. We're going to get there. I can't wait to hear it all. Before we begin, I really want to once again take a moment to thank all of our listeners for being here and starting your Tuesday with us if you listen on drop day or just listening when you can from the car or maybe while you're cooking dinner. We really appreciate all of you being here, liking and subscribing wherever you listen. Having you in our community has made this so much more fun. We are also still collecting submissions for our dopiest episode of them all. If you have not yet, please find that link in our show notes and bios on social media and here on this episode to make sure that you are sharing your silliest mistake with us. We cannot wait just a couple of weeks away at this point to share some of the funny stories and uh, missteps and mistakes that you have taken on your Disney vacation in the planning process or upon arrival. And uh, it's going to be really, really fun. We can't wait. So when it came to making your list, the grumpiest of them all, we decided it would be really fun to break down those missed opportunities, things we wish were a little better. And some of these that are on my list, I actually have mentioned here on the pod before, but that didn't stop me from wanting to add them to my list because I just really believe in them. And I do believe that if they existed at Disney, that it would just be an overall better experience. Uh, So I decided to leave them on, but I also have some new ones. And I tried to kind of expand and think about different areas, different parks, different ways that these things could enhance. They're not super related to one thing over another. And um I just kind of kind of tried to make it a wide spectrum. Uh, what about you guys?
1: I mean, I personally, um, like you said, I kind of categorized my missed opportunities. Um, I categorized them into seven categories um, in hopes that I could take like a bunch and then like throw them in my resort category.
2: And I started with about 25 things because <laughs> there's so many things. Like I truly do feel like Disney World might be the most perfect theme park that there is. But missed opportunities is really like the point where you're looking at a a space in the park and you're just like, oh, that could have been used so much better or representation of certain things within the parks could be done so much better. And so that was kind of the take that I was taking on it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not that things aren't great. Obviously they are. But missed opportunity is sort of the name of our game, the three of us specifically. Um, we talk about it all the time. It's kind of what sparked and inspired this episode to begin with. So I'm interested to see if any listeners share these thoughts. Have, if you're a regular at Disney World, especially if you've ever walked around and thought, oh, that would be amazing here, or wouldn't this be so cool? And so I, I'm interested to see if some of the things we say are things people have thought of before. And if maybe somebody has something else that we even leave off the list, that'll be fun to find out. All right. Should we... Should we do it? Should we find out what Disney's doing wrong? Let's do it.
1: Let's hope they're listening. Disney, are you out there? Yeah, yeah, Disney, if you're out there, if
0: any of these things happen, show us a sign. Yeah, let's know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Carla, I feel like it's only natural. Grumpy, grumpiest of I them all. I am not let's, the uh...
1: grumpiest of them all. I'm the
0: dopiest of them all.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Am I starting? You're going to put it in my hands? I am. All right. I'm going to start with Uh, biggie. I'm going to start with transportation. Okay. Disney was erected in what, like 1972, right? The monorail was there. Like they had all this amazing, the monorail was there when Disney opened, right? Yes. Okay. So you're telling me you had all this land and all this like opportunity and you had all this technology to build this really cool monorail, but Like, why didn't you, and I granted there, there wasn't four parks at the time, but come on, why doesn't the monorail go to all four parks? And I could say the exact same thing about the Skyliner. Okay. Where is the transportation to all four parks other than the buses?
0: Do you think that the monorail would be too crowded?
1: Multiple trains, multiple colors. Stop crowding.
0: Okay. I hear you. I hear you. I don't know. I just don't know, though, because the monorail is like such a special. You're here and you get the monorail or you don't.
2: I had transportation in on my list that I crossed off. And it wasn't necessarily this. I hear you, Carla. I think that the transportation, like the Skyliners need more, more options in terms of can we just get Skyliners somewhere else as well? But my transportation beef was about Animal Kingdom. Like why is busing the only option to Animal Kingdom?
1: I, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know the answer. Not only that, but also like some of the resorts only having the buses as option that kills me too.
0: Are the is animal kingdom is the answer there. Does it have to do with the animals? It could be. I don't know the answer, but it could be that the only reason it's buses is because of the animals are so far away, you know, because the park is so big and the savannas are so huge that the park is kind of far out from anything. So I always kind of assumed that was why. And while I am a little grumpy that that is the case, I kind of accepted that it was the case.
1: No, Lies. Could you even imagine taking the Skyliner over like the whole safari area? That would be
2: so cool. It really would be amazing. How many times would they have to go fish somebody's like dropped phone? I know. That's of, what I'm thinking. Of like... the <laughs> Are people dropping their phones out of the Skyliner? If they were filming giraffes, I'm sure they would be.
0: <laughs> I don't think the Skyliner has opening's big enough for a phone to drop out, does it?
2: Oh, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Okay, let's put this in standby queue. Whatever. Well, at least they have good transportation. (laughs) We just need to hear more of what's on. You
1: want to know what else? Wait, I have one more beef with the transportation situation. Transportation to and from the airport. Where's like the light rail, the monorail? Could you imagine landing at Orlando International and then hopping on the monorail over to the parks? Could you imagine? Carla, you should have led
0: with that. Yeah, you have I like led that. With that. That's that's a good argument. I like that one better than your original one because they used to have Disney used to have the Magical Express and it was an included service. If you were staying on Disney property, you got to catch the Disney bus and go go to your resort and they got rid of it. It's not there Now you have to pay for a service regardless of what the service is that you pick. And it's too bad. And it is a missed opportunity. And I agree that upon arrival, I wish there was something better. Of course, some of our listeners drive in. So it's not they don't feel that shutter. But I agree that would be a huge one.
2: And we'll be honest, like MCO. The bulk of their their incoming flights are bringing people who are headed to Disney. And I would say that Disney does have this figured out in Paris. Like, the train runs right to Disneyland Paris.
0: Yes, it absolutely does. Straight from the airport. Yep. So it's possible. I can't believe it doesn't exist. And I'm glad we started talking about that because... Yeah, I, when when the Magical Express was a thing, it was great, but now it should be leveled up. Uh, some sort of, yeah, train like that would just be great.
2: I feel like that should go on the list. And it should, and it would get you out of that Orlando traffic that is terrible if you're driving. like Horrendous.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to put that in the standby, but with a big star because we all like it. I just want to hear what everybody has opening up here. Becky, okay. lay, get, give one to us.
2: I am going to go off of inspiration that I saw recently, and I've felt this for years, but can we just say that Tangled deserves something more than a potty?
0: I agree with you, and I actually know what it deserves because I put what I thought it deserved on my list.
2: <laughs> well, you know dang well that that, that, that um, stinking memory maker picture of the lanterns is the longest memory maker picture line of all everybody wants to have that picture we could have something so much better and i actually just saw that they are creating tangled in other disney parks just not in florida yet so what do you think they should add with it Allie? okay so is is your answer just tangled in general i said that brides deserve something better than punzel potties in their background (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, too, because we just saw that. So
0: I have on my list that a huge missed opportunity is the alcohol situation at Magic Kingdom. Mm. And I said that I thought in the back of the park there where the bathrooms are, we could expand that area and we could open. I, I think it could be done tastefully because I think the thinking behind no adult beverages at Magic Kingdom is that it could take the classiness um, or the child friendliness out of the park. And I just disagree with that mentality. And so I thought we could add a Snuggly Duckling, mm. which would just be so fun. And you could get adult beverages there. And it doesn't have to be a lot of them. You know, one or two cocktails you could pick from and then some kid-friendly drinks. We could add maybe some moonshine, like fun in Frontierland. And maybe a swanky Main Street bar with really classy like champagne-type drinks. In the front of the park. And I think you do it tastefully and so you don't give into those worries, which is I think what is keeping this missed opportunity from being a thing. And you add a snugly dunkling, which and you know, expands on the Rapunzel area
2: and would be really fun. I have no arguments with that. I think that
0: No,
1: I mean alcohol in all the parks should be definitely a thing.
0: Yeah, it's not like you need to, you know, obviously people love to drink around the world in Epcot. And I don't think there's anything about Epcot that doesn't feel happy and lively and kid-friendly. And I don't think it cheapens any experiences or lessens them in any way. And I think you just do it really creatively. And like I said, you theme maybe three in the park. And I I even laid out what I think the three should be. And uh, that's the start of the expansion in that Rapunzel area in Magic Kingdom. You go into Fantasyland that's where those bathrooms are and you can get a couple things there i just think you expand on rapunzel and you make things a little bit more cheerful for all the adults in the park and you don't cheapen the experience in any way
1: could you imagine a champagne bar like at the top of the train station overlooking main street
0: exactly that's exactly what i have in mind oh it would be so amazing a classy like ritzy little you can get a couple yeah champagne somethings on Main Street I just think why is this not a thing who doesn't want to do that
2: (laughs) somebody ruined it (laughs) do you think that they're ever going to have alcohol be a part of Magic Kingdom I mean they obviously you can get it at sit-down table service right now but do you think they're ever going to do that
0: I don't know. I think it's a missed opportunity. I think it's why it's on this episode, because I think it can be done well. And I think it's silly that it's not. And a lot of these things that we have as our missed opportunities, there may be reasons why they're not a thing. We just don't know the reasons. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't need to be schooled on those things. Or maybe I do. But I'm just speaking to what I would like to see when I'm there. And if I could go and, and go to a ritzy little cute champagne bar or a snuggly duckling, I would have a great time.
2: I am on board for the Snuggly Duckling back in that expansion. I think, I don't think there's anything wrong in that. So I'm on board. Yeah, you can definitely put that at the list.
1: At the top, okay. at the top of the list.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: we have that on the list. We have one in standby. Becky, we kind of rolled yours in, right? Yep. Okay, so we feel good about that. Carla, you want to give us another?
1: Um, Sure. I think that there are some pretty big missed opportunities in Hollywood studios and hear me out on this. I love it. It's one of my top (laughs) parks. When you compare it to like Cars Land and all the little boys. Okay. You think, you think now like Disney is kind of lacking that like area for boys and that like the, the little guys that, you know cars was such a huge thing and to have that little you know the show is not great is the show great you guys
0: no the racing academy it's called
2: it's not good when you said cars in hollywood studios i was like wait where's cars in hollywood studios you're right it's so forgettable it's so forgettable
1: you wouldn't even know it's there like you said unless you just happen to like exit out tower of terror the wrong way (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's all the way behind Rock and Roller Coaster. We have seen it one time because it was pouring down rain and they kicked us out of the gift shop at Rock and Roller Coaster. Mm.
1: Okay, so not only that, I'm going to expand it to say the whole Disney Junior area, the outdated characters over there. Let's get with the program and get some of those like favorite, like where's Bluey at? I My kids didn't watch Bluey. I know it's huge. Like where are some of those updated character experiences at.
0: I love that you said this because I have this on my list. And so I'll go ahead and, and talk about this too. So we can expand. I have in general character turnover. Because things like you just said, I, I don't know yet if we're talking about two things or one thing. So let's kind of get to the bottom of this, because I agree with you when it comes to Hollywood Studios, Carla, you and I share and Becky, too. We all love that park so much. I am so happy when I walk in the soundtrack that's playing when you're walking into Hollywood Studios. I just that is what resonates with me. I love the old Hollywood vibe. I love the theming and just everything about Hollywood Studios makes me very happy you know, happy in general, but it is the movie park. And yes, we have Galaxy's Edge. How incredible. We have Toy Story Land, which listeners know how I feel about that. Bit of a missed opportunity in itself. Um, but we should be capitalizing on Disney cinema a lot in that park. And, you know, it, it it doesn't it does. It feels a little late to catch up a lot. Fantasmic does a good job. The nighttime show there it does a good job kind of touching on all of the different cinema and, and characters. And that's wonderful. Love it. But you're right. It doesn't capture everything. And and sometimes things just feel really random. Like we threw this cars thing in just to say we have cars. And on my actual list, I have character turnover. So just like you said, the Disney Junior characters are outdated. The ones that are currently meeting. I, I don't have Disney Junior kids anymore. It's like a very specific phase of your kiddo's life. And when my kids were Disney Junior kids, we were Sophia the First and Doc McStuffins. That was sort of our era. And Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. The characters and shows are different now. And I kind of feel like my kids' Disney Junior characters are still the ones that are there. You know, is Vamprina still a thing? The character turnover, not just there, but in general. So Animal Kingdom is getting Zootopia and Moana which are two incredible movies, two amazing hits that came out in 2016. So we're now eight years later and we're just now meeting Moana? Like, how is that a thing? I think in general, the character turnover all over is just not fast enough.
2: Absolutely. I know that. And the same thing with Encanto. Encanto had a huge following with Bruno. How are we now just barely scratching the surface with that? Where It should have been ready to launch as soon as that movie was hitting the ground. You know, I'd like to
1: expand on the character thing a little bit, um, not over the, the character turnover, but also, you know, at Disneyland, and we hear this all the time, the characters are out just walking around. And I feel like a pre-COVID, they were doing that a lot more than they're doing at Disney World, but bringing that back, and I know that that's kind of happening at Magic Kingdom with the princesses. I don't know if you guys have heard, but the princesses are out during the fireworks. Cinderella's like dancing with little girls. It's literally the cutest thing. Have you guys seen the video of Ariel with the little flounder? Oh, yeah. The little girl that's dressed up like flounder. Yes. It's like the cutest video. So bringing back more of those experiences that are, I'm not standing in line and taking a picture like Snow White's grabbing my hand and we're going to walk to the bathroom together.
0: Yeah. And they're riding the carousel (laughs) like post fireworks with kids. Those are the types of things that change your trip that totally, I I, I'm so glad you mentioned Disneyland as well, because um, Mirabelle was meeting at Disneyland almost immediately after Encanto was released. And I met Moana at Disneyland in 2016 soon after the movie came out. And so I know it's possible. And I don't know why... It's not a thing at Disney World. It's really not, you know, you don't get that immediate interaction with these now characters that your kids fall in love with. How many times do I speak with a family that I'm helping plan a trip? And they're like, where can I meet Mirabelle? Well, you can't, you know, and and now you're you're starting to be able to, but we're two years in. And with Zootopia Moana, we're eight years in. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not saying we need new attractions to pop up overnight or new lands to pop up overnight. Of course, Zootopia, I'm super excited about and I wish that would have up overnight. But I just mm-hmm. feel like a character experience and a turnover for something like Disney World should not a be difficult, but should also be be expected.
2: I think that's fair. And I actually have one on my list that kind of ties into this, which I had it as a separate one. But it goes back to something that happened with our family at Disneyland. We had the most remarkable one on one like our family with Captain America in Disneyland. He went over and showed us the shield and he did all of these things. I know, I know Universal owns The rights to marvel in florida i know that but if you are a marvel fan let's be honest like marvel has made how many billions of dollars for disney and they can't figure out how to get those rights to not have spider-man be a somebody who's wearing like i don't know a halloween costume in universal to be able to do it disneyfied and make it so much better in hollywood studios where it is a movie themed theme park like huge missed opportunity
0: Yeah, I think this character, we call it character turnover and experiences. Yeah, I like it. See, that's us taking three three
1: different <laughs> things and we're opening it into one.
0: <laughs> but we really talked about why, you know. I, I'm glad that you opened with the Disney Junior thing because this really does span a lot of different ages. We as moms, we know that our kids get fixated on one media for a while you know when my daughter my oldest daughter was younger it was nemo for six straight months and then it was frozen for seven straight months and your kiddos get fixated on that one thing and it's the same thing they watch over and over and over and with something like moana that was a huge movement it became an instant hit an instant classic an instant go-to for most kiddos Where is she? You know, how are we just getting to meet her in Florida? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I can't wrap my head around why it would be so difficult.
1: Uh, I just heard you say Frozen. Speaking of that, have you heard of the new uh, the new dining experience they're getting ready to offer? Where? At Walt Disney World. No, no. That's because it doesn't exist.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. Where are Anna and Elsa? They're on the Wish on the Disney cruise line. Eating in the Arendelle dining hall. What? Where, where is that? Yeah. Where is that meal? Why are Anna and Elsa two of the biggest phenomenons of all time? Why do we not have that?
1: I'm telling you another missed opportunity. Sorry. I just had to spring that one in there.
2: Yes. You Love can. it.
1: Breaking news.
2: <laughs> Frozen is absolutely on my list. Just those two movies, just the two movies are like $3 billion of Disney revenue. How are we not having more than a meet and greet? We do have the ride and their show in Hollywood Studios is hilarious. But they are the biggest thing to happen to Disney in the last, I dare say, 50 years. Like they are massive. How do we not have a castle?
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, that it's the biggest thing. And obviously my girls have cycled through their obsession with Rosa. My littlest is obsessed with Elsa. Who isn't? I'm obsessed with Elsa. <laughs> I will say we have the meet and greet. We have the ride at Epcot, which it's not my favorite ride, but it needed to be an attraction that everybody could fit on. You know, it, it couldn't have a height requirement. So it had to be classic Disney either boat or, or animatronic of some sort. And we do have the, the show in Hollywood Studios, which we all agree is hysterical. And the characters do make appearances in that. And then she's represented with my favorite song in Fantasmic, yeah. um, which is which is also great. And there's some nods to Frozen and Happily Ever After. So it Frozen is there. Could it be more? I always think, give me more Frozen, but it is there.
2: I like the idea of a Frozen mill. How do we not have a Frozen character mill?
0: Yeah, that would be really, really great. Okay. I'm going to give one. I like this one. Universal offers this and the Disney cruise line offers this and it really can change your vacation. Have you all ever spent really long open to closed days in the parks and returned back to your resorts and been frustrated that there is no room service?
1: Ah, this was Uh... on my list.
0: Room service feels like a no-brainer to me. When you go to a nice resort and any other vacation destination... You can order room service, right? And after a really long day in the parks, when you're, and I'm not saying it has to be, Disney has so many resorts. Maybe it's one of those things where it can't be at every resort, but let's be honest. There's not that many perks for staying deluxe outside of you're at a really great property. Like obviously that's a perk in and of itself and the extended evening hours, which are only happening two out of seven nights a week, room service included, even if just with the deluxe resort. Yes. Yes. It needs to be a thing. If, if I could get Tonga toast delivered to me for breakfast at the Polynesian, uh, why is that not a thing? That should be a thing.
1: hundred, like bare minimum, you know, monorail resorts have it, you know, those, those top of the top deluxe resorts. I could see why Key, Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, like these are huge, massive resorts. So the, um, logistics of it is probably super difficult. Um, but Come
0: on. Yeah. Just give me just give me the the Magic Kingdom. resort. Give me an option on Disney
2: property where room service is a thing
0: because I can't think of another vacation destination where you're at a nice resort and it's not.
2: I agree on that. I'm curious, though, are you wanting it to be focused on the resort that you're at or are you thinking like being able to door dash Disney food while you're on Disney property?
0: I was thinking specific to the resort you're at, like a room service opportunity. Just I, it's our down day at the Polynesian. We're not going to Ohana. And I would like to mobile order Mickey waffles and Tonga toast to eat on my balcony. Logical. Well, too bad. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do it. Every time I'm there, I'm thinking, how is this not a thing? Or we get back late and we're hungry.
1: I mean, think about like the tower at Coronado, Coronado Springs. Like that could be easily done. Riviera, easily done. I mean, it's all, you know, contained in the one building. Like, that's a perk of staying in those
0: two places easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wilderness Lodge, Contemporary, Grand Floridian. Polly is spread out, but I still think manageable. You know, they have little golf carts. (laughs) What do we think? This one goes on the list or what do we do? I
2: don't know. Put it in standby. Okay. I don't think Becky sold on it. I'm, I'm on board with definitely needing to have availability of food later at nighttime. Like I have an issue with that, not just at the resorts. Like when we have those extended evening hours, all of the dining shuts down. My kids really struggle at Hollywood studios at nighttime because it feels like they shut all of their dining down. Why does dining always get shut down so early everywhere? And why can you not get room service when you get back to your room?
0: Yeah. The, the room service and I'm talking, it should be 24 hours. I mean, Plenty of places do 24 hour room service. You know, it's not it's not an outlandish thing. I know massive resorts. I mean, you have all inclusives that are huge that figure it out, you know, and I understand that this is an inclusive. So it would be for a fee. You know, I don't need it to be included even. I will pay for it, <laughs> but I want it to be an option. OK, that one's out there. I have put it in standby queue. We're doing a good job here. I think we're doing a good job. I've given three off of my list. Becky, how many have you given? Uh, three ish. Carla. I was going to say three ish as well. Okay. And we have two on our list and two in standby queue. So I feel really good about that. Let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we will continue uh, being downers here. (laughs) Disney Disney Downers. downers. Hey, smart moms plan. Disney podcast listeners. Have you joined our online communities yet? You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast, where we're connecting daily with listeners, answering questions and sharing our favorite Disney memories. Joining one of our communities, especially on Facebook, is like pulling up your own chair and joining the conversation yourself. Why let Tuesday be the only day you hear from us? Come join us to continue episode conversations or maybe even tell us if you disagree with something we've said. We're planning trips, offering tips, and ready for you to pull up your chair. So follow the links in our show notes and join us at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. All right, we are back. We are working our way through the grumpiest of them all, talking about missed opportunities, things we think could be done a little better here at Walt Disney World. Even though we think it's pretty close to perfect, there are some things that could just be a little better. One of those things that have made our list is, of course, the availability of adult beverages at Magic Kingdom. We threw out a few ideas, like a champagne or swanky bar on Main Street. The Snuggly Duckling maybe back in Fantasyland near the Rapunzel bathrooms, maybe some moonshine. Heck, we could even get some space drinks over in Tomorrowland, like Space 220. Super fun. We have also added character turnover and experiences to the list because we just don't think some of those really popular characters of the moment are making their way into the parks quickly enough. And then in our standby queue, we have placed... Transportation from the airport when you fly into MCO, which is Orlando's airport and room service and at least a few of the Disney resorts. So I feel really good about this. We have the opportunity to move things off of the standby queue and onto our list. But that's where we stand right now. We're going to turn to Becky. You are going to give us another off your list. Let's hear it.
2: Well, I was really convinced that I was going to tell you that I think we need a good dinosaur themed land. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> really what we need. I
1: was gonna say, because that movie was a real hit. We can yeah. have like a sausage fest.
2: We could <laughs> <yeah. laughs> we could or could you imagine or home on the range themed, um themed restaurant somewhere. Oh my gosh, some <laughs> of those just misses. No, I'm going to shift to one of my very favorite things about Disney, which is the nighttime shows. We know we love Happily Ever After. My very, very favorite is Fantasmic. And I think that people like Moana and Elsa got some really good additions to Fantasmic recently. However, Harmonious... Eight years later. Yes. No kidding. No kidding. However... I think Harmonious was an amazing show, but the techno tacos, those massive screens that were in the middle of the of the water completely ruined the view of World Showcase. And we are completely missing the opportunity for an amazing world of color type of show at Epcot world of color. Come on world of color in world showcase. And then add in there drones of some kind to just up the level. We have drones in Paris heavens, the university of Nebraska used drones to announce how many people were at their volleyball game last night. Like where are the drones? Our local theme
0: park uses drones in their evening firework show. They have a five minute firework show at the close of every day. And they use drones and out of the drones, they make the skyline of the different coasters in the sky. Like this is not an uncommon thing anymore.
1: No, listen, like when I think of Paris and France, do you guys think of technology whatsoever? How do they have this amazing, spectacular drone show,
0: but we Walt Disney World folk can't get it together and figure it out? It should be at Epcot, Becky, you're exactly right, because that's the park about progress. You know, we've got it divided and we're, we're talking about technology and advancements and it's behind to not have a drone show at Epcot, to not have a world of color moment. You're exactly right. World of color, World Showcase. It's not like we don't duplicate things. It's not like they can't take the idea of World of Color and literally expand it, grow it and, and put it in the lagoon there at World Showcase.
2: And you know, the amount of money that they dropped on Harmonious, I do 100% think Harmonious was phenomenal. But why did we not invest that money in putting in fountains into that lake that could have been remarkable and long term, right? Right now we get what Epcot forever. It's just does not compare, does not hold a candle to Fantasmic and Happily Ever After.
1: What do you think they did with those techno tacos? Oh, that's a good question. It's probably in that outlet
2: store.
0: (laughs) Is there like a Disney graveyard? I was about to say, maybe they're going to put it in the Star Cruiser
1: graveyard. <laughs> They're probably at that antique store in Lakeland. I
2: (laughs) I was thinking like where you can go buy one of the old Flash Mountain log flume. Yeah,
0: I'm on board. This was not on my list, but I'm on board with it. I think the reason my mind didn't go there and I didn't initially put it on my own list was because I believe they are developing a new show right now. uh, And they just have a filler in there for Harmonious. But I do think that Disney is the type of thing that shouldn't ever have filler. I believe we probably should have been developing the next show during the 50th century. So say mm-hmm. so that when yeah when harmonious was over we swoop in and we have this awesome new experience that feels more disney to me than a filler show that's honestly just okay and we could have had something with drones something with water something with fountains something like world of color but even better because i do believe that disney is always of the ability to make things better you know I, they just can it's what they're good at and so um yeah i like this i'm i'm comfortable just putting it on the list and it wasn't even on mine Carla, I can agree to that. Yep. Yay. Okay. Okay. All right, Carla,
1: uh you want to give one I'm going to go with the holiday, like specifically spooky season, fall season, whatever you want to call it. Why is it only at Magic Kingdom? Um, Decor wise, I love like during the holidays, if you go during Christmas, every park has their own version of the holiday season of Christmas, the Christmas trees, all that stuff. I'm wondering why when it comes to fall and Halloween, they adopted at Magic Kingdom.
0: Yeah, we talked a little bit about that on our Halloween versus Christmas episode, and I don't know the answer. <laughs> I I don't know why there's no Halloween representation in other parks. You know, I, I mean, it would make perfect sense that the Halloween movies were represented in Hollywood Studios. Um, yeah, maybe I, I some haven't... like
1: maybe even if it was like a ride overlay of um you know something in the other parks. Like I I mean I don't even know. I haven't even thought about it. But, but the Tree
0: of Life like- get could the Tree of Life get fall leaves? <laughs> Ooh.
2: I, I mean, that's not a bad idea. Just at at nighttime, like having a seasonal Tree of Life show, that would be really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I bet they could use like lights to make it a fall tree. Yeah, I I obviously agree with this one. Like I said, we talked about it before. I don't know that it's on my list as a top seven missed opportunity, but I do agree that I wish it existed. You know, we have Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party inside Magic Kingdom, and that's when Halloween hits the park. But all day leading up to the park and on non-party days, uh, we have fall and we don't have fall representation really elsewhere. True. Okay, we're going to put that in standby for now. Yeah, I'll be honest. It wasn't that great. Okay. <laughs> okay, I have a good one. This one's really good. I think you're going to agree with it. Themed lands in Magic Kingdom. I'm going to combine them, though, I think. And you all tell me if you agree. I've talked about both of them on the show. Number one, the removal of Toontown. Absolute terrible decision. And not having Tom Sawyer Island be rethemed into the Isle of the Lost and have it be villains. Leave my Tom Sawyer Island alone. (laughs) Take away
1: Carousel of Progress and be done with
0: it. No, I understand that you love Tom Sawyer Island, but I'm sure there could be some cozy chairs over on the aisle. (laughs) And I just think that the Descendants movies, they probably are a a fad, right? They're probably not going to have longevity for years and years and years. And I get that. But what will have longevity are the villains. And The idea of the Isle of the Lost and the idea that Magic Kingdom is where the characters are, it's where the fantasies are, and we already have a built-in area of isolation, it just, to me, feels like a no-brainer. This is so smart. You go over to the Isle, the villains are there, the descendants are there. You have meet and greets. You might even have a character meal. How could that not be? You obviously have gift shop. Everybody wants to go there. Like you would not be able to get the boat over to the Isle of the Lost. Everybody wants to go to that. Uh, You have to build a bridge. Yeah. Well, no matter how you get there, I think everybody wants to go. And I also think everybody wants to go to Toontown. And I think they're on opposite sides of the park. And so you can go to Toontown and you're not scared of the villains. And then the villains are on the other side. And I think it makes perfect sense within the park. And I can't believe that these things aren't a thing. And honestly, it's probably my number one on my list is that I think these things should exist.
2: On my list, I have villains, but I also have wasted space at Magic Kingdom. We have multiple places that just feel like, why are we not doing something more with this? I get the Tom Sawyer Island being a retreat, all of that. But that's such a large amount of space for how many people ever touch touch that area of the park. I think the villains are a good fit.
0: Yeah, when we did our Magic Kingdom episode, it's when I first talked about this. And I'm just still really passionate about it. And I don't think it can be talked about enough. I understand that it's an iconic thing and that it's been a staple of Disney world. And I understand that, but we're retheming, you know, splash mountain and we've rethemed the tree house and, you know, sometimes things do cycle through and they become outdated and we can let go of those staples and we can transform them and evolve them into something new. And I think it's a perfect fit over there. I think it's a no brainer. I think toontown is as well. I'm fine to combine these and just say themed areas of magic kingdom and space with examples of Isle of the Lost in Toontown because you get better representation. What, who doesn't want to go to Mickey's Street? And how can you not go on Mickey's Street at Walt well, Disney World?
2: I think when you go to Toontown in Disneyland, especially with their updates, it's like, how do we not have that in Disney World? Yeah. I Whoever
0: decided that it had to go and put the circus in... Call, call us, <laughs> call us. We'll interview you on the show and you can let us know. <laughs> okay. Can we put that on there, please? Yes. I think it could go on there. I agree. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Goodness. Take okay. my
1: Tom Sawyer Island away. I it is been. a huge, it is a huge waste of space. I'm not going to lie.
0: No. Yeah. It's big. All right. I feel really good about that. That puts four on our list. I've given five of mine because I combined two here at the, at the last minute. Cause I was afraid you wouldn't let me have both. So. I have uh, two left, Carla, I think. Is it your, Oh no, Becky, where do you? I have two left. All right. I don't even know. I feel like
1: I'm I'm running out of things.
2: (laughs) I have, yeah, because what we really are passionate about when we have to cross some things out, it's fine. I'm going to take an approach on something that Disney has tried, but I think has been a miss. And they really missed the opportunity to make this something awesome with Galactic Star Cruiser it was too much money even Ooh, the burn. even the Die hard of all die hard Star Wars fans were really struggling to swipe the card for that. And so then they end up having to have people who have excess of money going and then you're losing the experience of having people who are die hard in there. I think that having a Star Wars hotel that would be more accessible would be so much better served where it's accessible for families that have a die hard Star Wars fan, but you don't have to invest that kind of money and that kind of time and energy into the experience. They have these kind of themed hotels over in like Shanghai. The Toy Story Hotel in Shanghai is phenomenal. Why do we not get something like that in Disney World?
1: You can have like Kylo's Cafe. Is it room service? <laughs> no, he's serving coffee and it's actually him. Wait,
2: Kylo's going to bring oh. Allie her her drink out on her her balcony. I- Kylo, yeah, <laughs> Kylo coming to my room. <laughs>
0: I, uh, I agree. Star Cruiser is on my list. Star Cruiser has to be on the list, y'all. This is the biggest missed opportunity of all time. It's closing. It's closed. It's not even there anymore. It didn't last. It should have been a staple forever. This, sadly, would not be a good episode if we didn't talk about this, acknowledge it, and put it on the list. Because it's the greatest missed opportunity of Disney of Disney oh. time. For all the reasons you said, Becky, and more you know, and that,
1: but where was the, you know, where was the pivot? Where was the chance to make it right? There was like, it was nothing. It was here one day and then gone the next. There was no reduction of price to see if that helped. There was nothing.
0: Well, and I think it became, it was hemorrhaging money. Right. And a price reduction was probably impossible. And there was one answer. And I think the, Building is still there, it's gonna be there. And I'm I'm really hoping for a resort experience. I really hope that there's a pivot and a brain, a meeting of the minds, the Disney imagineers that are so brilliant. I hope they come together. I hope we get a Disney resort experience. I hope it has room service and I hope they just turn it into something that is gonna be more universal, more for people that you know, more for the masses. And it can still be a, quite an incredible experience. And I, I loved the idea of the Star Cruiser. Obviously, the execution uh, didn't work out. And I'm, I'm hopeful that it's not the end of the story. In that there's something else to come of it but it is the greatest missed opportunity of all time is the star cruiser
2: i think that they have an opportunity here to turn what is a remarkable resort that does not have the outsides dolled up like a deluxe resort right this area if they had a way to figure out how to do this they have the money to do it obviously to turn it into a deluxe resort that has an access straight into a park it would be the first deluxe resort or resort at all at disney property that is just a hotel that you can check into right into a into a park disneyland has it why do we have nothing like that that goes straight into a park from a hotel it's
0: great yeah they have an opportunity here they have a this is if anybody can pivot it's disney and i really am hopeful i will be so disappointed if some of these things that we just said don't happen i feel like they're very obvious and it could really take a bleak situation and turn it into something a lot better and I, i i'm really hopeful me
2: too i think that the the desire is there clearly like we have galaxy's edge people flock to that every single day when the park opens even if you're not a star wars fan you can appreciate the theming appreciate what the fandom is i think the opportunity is there yeah. i hope that they do something amazing with it
0: and I think you could even integrate some of what the Star Cruiser was trying to do more into Galaxy's Edge, right? We could have pick a path type ideas with your magic band right there in Galaxy's Edge. Kids would love it. It's more accessible. You know, you have stormtroopers out there interacting already. You could level that up. Ray could be running around. I mean, there are opportunities within Galaxy's Edge that aren't even reaching their full potential just yet. And you could really take some of the ideas that were, were not able to be fulfilled with the Star Cruiser. You could integrate them into Galaxy's Edge and you could you could turn the situation around. Truth. Love it. Okay, that's on the list. So that was on my list as well, Becky. I'm glad you brought it up. So that actually brings me down to one remaining. Carla, where are you? Um, I, I can pretty
1: much be done, but I do have like a little one that I think
0: would be pretty awesome. It was, Before you give it. Of- Yeah. before you give it we're gonna take another quick break our last break and when we come back we're gonna all give our final ones here and then we're gonna have to move some things off of our standby queue and solidify this list i'm really excited about it and now i've got this mindset that disney's gonna listen and and turn some of these things into action (laughs)
2: Hey, hold up. Looking for the ultimate Disney and Universal experience? What about vacations on both the West and East Coasts? Look no further. It's Kristeny, one of your podcast co hosts that will take you along on my coast to coast adventures like never before. Come follow along on Instagram at the Polyjuice Princess, your go to source for all things Disney and Universal. From the iconic castle at Disney to the thrilling rides at Universal Studios, I've got you covered. Shoot me a DM with the word podcast to receive exclusive content from my followers. See you real soon. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I know you're ready to get back to the podcast, but I've got something very simple for you to do.
1: Join my Facebook group, Disney Planning Made Simple. I'm Stacy, one of your podcast hosts, and I have a sweet, friendly Facebook group made for those of us who thrive in the simple pleasures of life. Things like family, food, and Disney. Join at
0: facebook.com groups slash Disney Made Simple or follow with the link in the show notes. We'll be so happy to see you there. All right. We are back and ready to round out our list. We are so excited. Talking about missed opportunities at Disney World. So far on our list, we have the inclusion of adult beverages, alcohol at Magic Kingdom, and the bars like the Snuggly Duckling and the Moonshine or or a a sweet little champagne bar at the train station on Main Street. We have the character turnover and experiences. We don't know why it takes eight years to meet a princess that your kiddo loves on screen, and she's probably out of that phase by the time she gets to the parks. An Epcot nighttime show that rivals World of Color in Disneyland. Usage of space at Magic Kingdom, and including perhaps an Isle of the Lost, where Tom Sawyer Island is, and Toontown, where the circus is. And of course, the Star Cruiser. We have a couple of things on our standby queue, room service, transportation from the airport. We need to move some of those off. We need to finish out our list. Carla, you were ready to give us your final uh, missed opportunity here and we are ready for it. Okay. So this
1: is a play on um, our top seven, like must do things in Walt Disney World. And okay. So Galaxy's Edge and Pandora at night. So mine is playing off of that. Like, why can't you be in Animal Kingdom at night? Where is the nightlife at Animal Kingdom? We all know that Pandora is like this super cool place. Where's the after hours? Where's the, uh, you know, the themed parties? Just something to bring a little excitement to Animal Kingdom. I don't
0: disagree with you, but does it have to do with the animals again? Like is it coming back? No, like
1: close down, put the animals to bed, like safari's not running, but everything else is.
0: Yeah. I wonder I wonder what you could do with the animals in bed. Like there could be something else that is fun to do.
2: There could be, but do you guys remember when Epcot would open in phases like you would open and it would just be the front of the park that was open and they wouldn't open world showcase until a little later in the day why couldn't they do that similar thing with animal kingdom and say everybody has to shift to pandora and zootopia or whatever is going to be over there like let that part be open for nighttime experience
0: so i went to Disney World as a representative for the travel agency that we work for back in the spring. And I was at a private event that was hosted at Animal Kingdom after hours. And we had a private dinner and some incredible singers and performers at the event. And then after our dinner and, and Mickey and Minnie meet and greet Safari, Mickey and Minnie were there. We went on over into Pandora. The park was closed. Nobody else was there. It was very, very late pitch black. Pandora was all lit up. We had a dessert party sort of right there at the exit or entrance area of flight of passage. So I have experienced the park in those hours. I have been there when the animal experiences were over, but other things were going on. And of course, they were specific to the event I was at. However, you could adapt those, you know, you don't have to have a dessert party, but you could have open areas of the park, just as you were saying, Becky filter on into Pandora, you know, we were allowed to bang the drums in there, we were allowed to make noise, you know, and it, it wasn't affecting the animals or, or I don't think they would have allowed us to do it. And so I, I do think that on some level, this would be possible.
2: I think it could be a really cool. I like how it glows at nighttime over there. Like, I feel like they could do more with that. Being a darker park all of that i i don't know that it that it goes on my list but i do think that they could be doing more with animal kingdom in general
0: amazing yeah okay should we put it on the list no but just think about it yeah <laughs> okay we all agree all right becky give us your last anything one. i said made the list <laughs> no some have. i'm just here for support well we like your takes
2: becky give us your last one We do love you. We love your ideas. And this last one that I have actually plays on, you've already kind of touched on it, Allie, when you were talking about the Galactic Star Cruiser and missed opportunities over there. I think that Magic Band Plus upgrade was a hard Miss like missed opportunity for so much. Like, what did we really gain? We can wave our hand in front of a, a statue that may interact with us. Like, the app, the gamification availability on the app, the Magic Band Plus upgrade, like, it's supposed to glow at the show, but it's so inconsistent. It's so hard to pair with your phone on a regular basis. Magic Band Plus, you have to general. charge it. Yes, you have to charge it. I, yeah, it,
0: it's more than it
2: is. And I don't, and I, Rarely charge it because even if you don't charge it, it works like a normal magic band. But I'm like, why am I paying $20 more for this? Like it's not really giving me any leveled up experience. And with that, I feel like there's just so much more opportunity available within the Disney app for gamification to have interactive things happening in the park. Like they used to have those cards. Did you guys ever do those cards in Magic Kingdom? What were they? The sorcerer or something
0: oh magic quest thing yeah, yeah. you would
2: get the cards i feel like they could do something more with that that includes your magic band that includes the app they're just missing an opportunity to advance that do i think it's worth the top seven maybe maybe not but magic band plus was a heavy miss for me yeah
0: yeah that's a heart. That was a big miss. I don't even own one.
2: That tells you something, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I have a lot of regular magic bands. I actually love regular magic bands. I used to love shopping the different styles and designs. I have these really cute ones with like character autographs on them that I really love. Um, I have little charms like a DVC charm and a 50th anniversary charm. I really love the regular magic bands. I do not own a magic band plus. Carla, do you? Of course I do. Complete waste of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I have one. I own not one. I own four. Oh wow! Look oh at you. Gosh. You're committed. You're committed to the myth. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, I. Well, I do. The
1: power of persuasion. Yeah. Well, and they're <laughs> didn't so work stinking, on me.
2: They're so stinking cute. Like magic bands in general are such a great fun accessory. They do give you charging options when you're staying on property. It makes life so simple to have a magic band. I don't think you need a magic band plus for that. And it just, I don't know, like. If you have a a uh, phone that you can hold your ticket on, you have, can do just as much from your phone. I feel like it's not necessary.
0: I I actually disagree with you that Magic Band pluses are cute. I actually think they look bulky and weird. I I think Magic Bands are really cute, and I like how like sleek and slim they are. They almost look like a little swatch. Yeah, I think Magic Band Plus like sits really high up off your wrist and is hard and bulky, and I just don't think they're cute. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't disagree. Okay. We're going to put that in standby as well because we all agree on it, but we only have two spots and we have some really good ones. And I want to give you all my last one. And I don't know if this is going to be worthy of a top seven in my, you could definitely talk me out of it, but in my mind it's top seven because I think it's like, this should exist, but. Tell me what y'all think. And I can be persuaded either way. Probably there should be on the boardwalk. We're getting the new cake bake shop. We're getting the new champagne bar. We are working on a facelift for that area. It's no secret to listeners that we all love that area. We think it's a must stop so much better than a night at Disney Springs. There should be a Disney themed karaoke bar on the boardwalk where you go in with your family. It's family friendly, And you sing Disney songs because everybody knows Disney songs. Everybody knows the words. There is a huge endless catalog of Disney songs. If you really think about what would be in the Disney song catalog, you know, it's endless. You wouldn't just be hearing the same songs over and over. And I could just see people like Disney bounding and dressing up and making a night of going to this bar and or not a bar, but just this karaoke venue and dressing up as elsa and singing let it go you know that would be a thing that would happen i think it's a missed opportunity it would be so fun we would it would be a must stop for us every trip
2: i completely agree i think that they do a really good job of having the the dance club and having the piano bar right there are things to do over there but what do you do with your kids outside of just watching the entertainers out on the boardwalk Mm -hmm. i think it is a missed opportunity to have something like that you do it on cruises families have so much fun doing and the Disney you're right the Disney music catalog is so vast it should be a no-brainer that that should be something on the boardwalk it's a perfect place
0: Mm -hmm. that's where my vision is for it for sure what do you think Carla
1: I can hop on it I like it I don't know how many times I would go to it just because my kids have kind of like passed that mark but I could definitely see it being pretty huge
0: I could see it hitting two phases I could see it being like for the kids that are younger than yours Carla like younger kids that you said, like yours have missed the mark. So maybe there would be like a delay where a certain age group would think maybe they don't want to go. But I could also see it being huge for adults. You know, oh, I think sure. I think adults go to Disney all the time. And I think they would dress up together and even pre-plan. I could see us getting together and saying, let's do, I've got a dream from Rapunzel, you know, and I'll dress up as this and we'll have, you know, you guys dress up as the different characters that sing that song. You know what I'm saying? And we go and we do it together. I think a lot of people would do that. And- it could just be a really great night and you'd have some people that could actually really sing. And then you'd have some people that were really <laughs> terrible, probably like me. And uh, as we recently learned Carla and um, I
2: think it would be really, really fun. So we could have gone as the seven dwarfs to sing. Hi, ho.
0: Yeah, we absolutely would have too.
2: <laughs> we would have done.
0: I don't know if that's, yeah. I So we have, I would have been
1: like a low ho, like, a.
0: <laughs> I have us having five things on our list right now. We need to move two off of standby queue. All right. What do we got? The standby queue has transportation from MCO, room service at at least a few resorts, Magic Band Plus, nightlife at Animal Kingdom, and a karaoke venue for Disney karaoke. Which of those do you feel like would just level up your Disney experience?
1: For sure, transportation from the airport as a perk of staying on site like why is that like why why do we even have to ask we have free parking now so that's fantastic but i don't know i just feel like it would be so much
2: easier it seems like it would be a no-brainer in that because even more reason to stay on property if you don't have to catch an uber to go to your hotel like i feel like that was a huge miss when they got rid of magic express simply because the benefit of having your free transportation provided was there
0: yeah I'm, I'm fine with it because it's complicated and it's something now I have to think about every single time. And when it was the Magical Express, it was a no brain, you know, there's no thinking involved. And anytime I can go to Disney and have less thinking, it's better because there's a lot to think about with Disney. And I think my second vote is probably for room service. I can be on board with
2: room service. I do. Harley,
1: it was on your, it was on your list too, right? I mean, if we're talking, yeah. I mean, if we're, yeah. Room service, bars, alcohol. Yes, of course. I'm going to pick that <laughs> over magic bands, but I do think magic band plus was, it was a, just a dingus
0: of a move. I think all the things in our standby queue could are all valid missed opportunities. There should be better magic band plus perks. There are, absolutely should be a consideration for better nightlife at animal kingdom. I do think a karaoke Disney um, venue is just so fun in theory, but I can see where maybe it's not a top seven. So I'm okay to just keep it in standby, but I'm glad we talked about it. And that would round out our list. I feel really good about it.
2: I think all of those are would make the already magical experience even better.
0: So we have Our final seven here, keeping in mind, we love Disney World. None of these things are going to ruin your vacation. They, of course, are just our funny and interesting. If, you know, we think interesting takes on things that could just be a little better. Final list. They are adult beverages at Magic Kingdom. We explained some bars that we thought we might like to see there, like the Snuggly Duckling. Character turnover and experiences. We should be able to meet people like Moana sooner than eight years after her movie was released a better Epcot nighttime show. We should never be left with a filler show like we have right now. Straight out of Harmonious, we should have had a seamless transition into something like World of Color at Disneyland. The Isle of the Lost in Toontown at Magic Kingdom, better usage of space, just thinking through some things that are just not represented there in the park. The Star Cruiser in general. And for any smart moms travel listener or agents listening today, Kid and Mickey will be Star Cruiser because I just think it's probably the biggest missed opportunity of all time. Transportation from the airport and back. If you're flying into Orlando and you're staying on property, this used to be a thing. It's not anymore. It's an opportunity that was taken away that made your life easier. So we agree it needs to be on the list. And of course, room service. You're spending long days in the park and it would be lovely to know that you could get food delivered to your room, whether you need a later start after a late night or you need a late night snack after a long day. This is something that would enhance your experience. Did we nail it?
2: I think we did the Lord's work. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's perfect. I think it I think it's pretty awesome. I am curious though what kind of things did you guys cross off? I know we all started with some pretty heavy lists. Yeah,
0: I I deleted mine off of my list and so I can't remember everything that was on there, but I had like 15 to begin with. I know one of the things was just more perks for staying in a deluxe resort. Like at Universal, they include express passes with your stay, which is like the Genie Plus service at Disney World. And um, we, I, I touched a little on the lack of deluxe perks at Disney World. And so
1: I, I had that on my list for sure. And then I had like theme suites. Like, could you imagine if every resort had just like a really cool theme suite? Like, where's the Haunted Mansion suite? Where's the Haunted Mansion bar while we're on it? Yeah, that's um, a great Abracadabra, why isn't that Haunted Mansion theme? Like, could you imagine the, like, the fandom that that would bring in just some of those kind of um, like more nostalgic, very Disney rides being made into more, why can't I stay at the Tower of Terror? Or why isn't there like a theme suite for Tower of Terror? Something like that, where you're just kind of playing off of those, um, those old school big hitters, uh, you know, like Carousel of Progress. Some of
2: my favorite ones that I took off, I hear from people all the time saying, like, why is there not a country like we have this kind of dead zone in World Showcase, that why is there not a country there like Greece that has the ability to meet Hercules or something, another country in between China and Germany that would feel more like a authentic, I don't know, meet and greet. But then I also was thinking that there's this amazing like stage behind the UK pavilion. That's a great opportunity <laughs> to have. What could, Who could we have there? We could have four town from turning red back on. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah,
0: that's cute. That's funny. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh that would be so cute
0: that goes that right there is goes right back to like better character turnaround yeah you know get these movies that your kids are hyped on get them represented in the parks just more quickly and even if fleeting you know yeah love it oh that was yeah that was fun and now I'm going to be thinking all day about if some of these things were included on my trip (laughs) that's going to do it for us today on the smart moms plan disney podcast as always even with these missed opportunities you're going to have a wonderful time at walt disney world so if you are planning your trip you're looking at starting to plan your trip or you're ready to start planning another trip and you don't already have a smart moms travel agent to work with please be sure to check out the link in our bio and in the show notes to just get connected with a free smart moms travel agent and podcast host we are ready we know all of the opportunities you want to capitalize on along with these missed opportunities You're going to want the free help. So we're excited and we are ready to do so. Make sure that you are following us on all social media platforms at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast and subscribe. Don't miss your opportunity to just hit subscribe, get alerts, get episodes delivered right to your inbox. As soon as they drop every Tuesday, we will be with you for your ride to work or wherever you're going to listen. Make sure you join us on Facebook in the Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast community for the happily ever, after show. We are talking about these missed opportunities the day after the show drops. We're going to get your input. I want to hear if we got it right, if there's something we should have added. So make sure you join us, give your opinions. And until next time, we'll see you real soon.